Welcome, kings and queens, to another episode of Unapologetic, your number one podcast. This is the show where kings and queens tell their legacies and on. So get ready for the gems to drop and pull up to the table because we're ready. Welcome, everybody. It's your host, Melly Mill. We're right back here with another great episode of Unapologetic, your number one podcast. Um, special guest today, y'all. Ah, uh, man. This person, this King has been a mentor to me as well, not just in business, but life itself. Please give your hands together for William Roberson, ladies and gentlemen, CEO of Shoreline Staffing and of Brown Sugar. So, ah, man, how you been? What's been popping, man? Ah, man, man, grinding, man. Been busy, man. You know, but all is well, all is well. That's what's up. That's what's up. Now, I know, I know. I just heard something recently about you. I heard the I heard the R word from Shoreline. Is that true? Wait, wait, what's the R word? The retirement. Oh no, 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 oh, no. Okay, no. all no, right. Um, it's just I, I, rumors. I'm, then you I'm just stepping back. <laughs> I'm stepping back, man. I got the team together. I got a powerful team, man. I can trust. So I can step back now and focus a little more on Brown Sugar, man. But. That's my baby, man. We'll always be that rocket, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I so it, I, I am, I am stepping, away, stepping away from it, but the, the team got it. They're going to continue the legacy and keep things pushing like it was when I was there. Right. That's good. That's what's up. But I want to get kicked back to the beginning, you know, just to give our viewers an insight of of your mindset, you know, what of what created this uh, enterprise so a couple of years ago. Um and it's crazy because I was reading over some old articles that I've seen on WZZM, um, I think Fox, I read an article, uh, how you started during the pandemic. For sure. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, now, that, now to start something like your business during the pandemic, people must think first thing and foremost, people were getting laid off left and right. There were no really no going to work for real during this time. But you yourself, literally started a staffing agency from the ground up and i just have to ask man how the hell did you do that um <laughs> god first and foremost <laughs> um, god but i didn't i didn't intentionally start it in the middle of the pandemic i started it march 9th the governor shut the, shut the state down march 13th so the pandemic wasn't there when i started but wow okay yeah she shut it down on me man so so we were blessed man to get some companies, some essential companies um, in the food industry, man, that had to still go to work, so they still needed people, and people were afraid to go to work, you know what I'm saying? So I was right. people were like, I go to work, you know, so, so it kind of <laughs> right. worked out, man. So pandemic is all I know. I never operated outside the pandemic, so I didn't have to make any adjustments. I just did what I do, man. Man, but that, wasn't that kind of difficult? Yeah, you know, during yeah, that, even though you had, like, like you said, the food services were still needing people, but that was like the only, was that the only industry that, you know, collaborated with you guys at that no. time? So, so medical was still needed, of course, a, a lot of, a lot more medical was needed and, and the auto industry, they were still going, they weren't going to the level that they used that they historically have gone at, but they were right. still working, you know, so they knew one day we're going to come out this pandemic and people are going to start buying cars again. So they had to be ready. Um, so I, yeah, I got a couple of companies, I got with the boys and girls club and they did some things with the kids. So, so there's some, some key companies, man, to help us get started and, and carry us through until the pandemic um, lighten up. So come July, late June, early July, everybody was like, okay, I need people. You know what I'm saying? People were afraid to come to work. People were getting sick. 
So they needed people, man. So we had to work inside that space, you know, mask and make sure people getting tested. And when they were, you know, sick, make sure we we're taking them off, just following all the guidelines, man. Right. But we were getting them people and, and they were thankful. So when the pandemic lightened up, they was like, okay, Shoreline was there for me when I needed the most. So I'm gonna keep messing with Shoreline. That's what's up. Oh man, I never, yeah, I didn't, hear, I didn't read that in an article. That wasn't really. Yeah. That, yeah. That's that's more details than I thought. Oh yeah, for, like, sure. for sure. It's always <laughs> more to a story. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but it's good to hear that 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 inside, especially for you know young entrepreneurs and viewers that you know are, are thinking about starting their own staffing agency or whatever that may be. You know, try to find out how to maneuver between like. Uh, uh, United States difficulties or government ways or new state legislation, and that's a big part of having a business. You got to follow. You still got to. You still got to do your own thing, but you still got guidelines and rules to follow in the state or country that you're in. So for sure, for sure, it, it, it's always from my point of view of hearing young entrepreneurs like myself. You know, they find it difficult. Like, man, I thought I could sell. You know, get my liquor license. Like I'm a liquor license, but man, I'm mad because I can't sell on Sundays. It's like, well, mm. you got to read about that, man. You in the for state sure. that you live in, for sure, but, man. God, got to research anything before you get into it, man. Right. Before I open this agency, man, it's probably seven or eight months of me just on the internet googling right, and just finding out what the laws and the regulations, the limitations were with the, right. with the business, man. So you definitely got to put that work in. The people don't see; they see that sign go up saying "open," but believe me, there's a whole lot of work getting done before that even <laughs> got to that point. Right. So you started this all by yourself or? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, bro. Absolutely. Um, Something I kind of did, man, kind of, I was a social worker, I was a caseworker. So I wasn't placing people for work, but companies would call and be like, well, I got like 10, 10 spots open, you know, anybody looking for work. So I was just referring people, man. Um, You know what I'm saying? Oh, wow. so, yeah. So one guy actually was like, uh, why don't you start a business, man? You ever think about getting into it? I was like, nah, man, I'm good. I work for the state. You know what I'm saying? I got good benefits. <laughs> I got good pay. You know, so right. I got a family to take care of, man. So, right. um, so some things happened, made me take a closer look, man. And and when I did, I found out that you know I can make some money doing it and and help my people at the same time. So it was a win win for me, man. And you did this all in I say a year span. Yeah, yeah, up, up, up a little, little less than a year, man. Um, I just had to take, man, I just took a leap, man. <laughs> Trust right. God to take care of me, man. And and my my family, my wife was behind me. Said, go ahead. You know, I take care of the bills till we get on, and, and that's what. That's oh, man, that's that so much love. Ooh, <laughs> that's what's up, man. It's good, but it's good to have that type of support. We need that type of support, especially oh, absolutely. within fam. Um, but it's but but take me in the realm of like you going through these turmoils, like finding out the information, knowing what to do and what not to do. What mm -hmm. were some of the bumps in the roads that you would say that? gave you that extra push so when you finally start that ball rolling it was like i see why i needed to go through this or mm -hmm. well, i understand this situation a lot better now for sure so i was blessed enough to have a full-time job while i was doing it you know what i'm saying so i was just researching at night you know what I'm saying? i'm on my breaks when i grab my phone and i go through it and do some right. stuff man so i was wasn't no pressure on me because i still had an income um but one thing the biggest key point that i that i found is very important um, is, is funding. Like, you got to have somebody to factor those invoices, man. So you think about it, people go on to work, but those 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 payrolls, those invoices aren't getting paid for 60 to 90 days. So you got to have mm -hmm. money readily available to meet that payroll until those invoices get paid, man. Right. So there's, there's, there's companies out there, called it's called factoring. So so they'll buy your invoices, so a, a part of it anyway, like 90%. So they'll front you, you know, using street terms, they'll, they'll front you that bag, but when you, you know, when you get paid, you got to give them their money back off top. And that's right. kind of the way that worked, man. So you think 
I at one point I had 160, 170 people that I had to make payroll for. Ooh. I didn't have that money in the bank, you know what I'm saying? So and people still had to get paid, man. So that company came, that that factory came. It was key. It was a key piece, man. So I didn't know that. Had I not did the research, I would open and start getting people on jobs and be like, oh, I got to pay them. I, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, yeah. So so that was that was a real key piece for me, man. So you said 160 people? At our peak, that's what we had. Probably had more than that. Probably was closer to 200. God. Yeah. So right now, we probably got about 75, 80 people working for us right now. And that's been the consistent number in right. the peak seasons. Um, but it's up and down, man. It's, a, it's an industry that's up and down, man. It's a roller coaster. Right. Of course. Of course. But what would you say the most, one of the most fulfillment things that, that you uh, would say about Shoreline staffing that you are like, I can't believe I did this. <laughs> You yeah, know. man. Uh, helping my people for sure off the top, man, because uh, especially felons, specifically felons, man. So it's hard, man. I used to hear cats all the time coming home saying, I can't find a job. I can't find a job. You know what I'm saying? So eventually what you're going to do, <laughs> go back to what you know. What you do. You know right. what I'm saying? So, and you're going to end up back in the same predicament, man. So be able to get those cats some jobs, man, and let them know even before they even touch down that when you come home, I will got you. I'm going to find you a job, man. It's up to you what you do with that situation, with that opportunity, but I'm going to yeah. give you an opportunity. Um, so so that's been that's been key for me, man, helping my community, because um, I understand there's a correlation between crime and lack of opportunity, man. You know, so if you ain't got the opportunity, you got family, you got to eat, you you know, you got to buy shoes and clothes for yourself and your kids, whatever the case may be. Yeah, um, of course. We're going to get it. We're going to go get some money, man. So so I'm giving them a legit way to go get that money, man, and, and turn their life around. So that's man, been that's so, been huge so for me. You became a, a doorway for those who couldn't find their way. Uh, absolutely. That, that, that's what's up. I didn't know about that. I didn't know about that one. Yeah, uh, sure. So during this time, after let's say fast forward, so you working with Boys and Girls Club, some of the food industries around town, um, especially automotive, that's always a big piece of a puzzle. Mm -hmm. So after the pandemic, I want to ask, the, did brown sugar start then or was that also during the time that Shoreline was being created as well? Um, probably, probably about six, seven months in, man, um, the idea of brown sugar came came to us. Initially, we were just trying to find a space. My wife does decorate for events, right? Right. So initially, we were just trying to find a space so she could store stuff, have her some office space, and run her business from that space, man. So in doing that, we hollered the city of Muskegon Heights. Troy Bell was the city manager at the time. Um, so we the space we looked at, we were like, this is cool, but, you know what I'm saying, I don't know if this is going to work. Right. So he, he just threw out the idea, what do you feel about um, the pavilion? Like, man, that's way more space than we need, man. Um, so, <laughs> you know, so so we gave him some thought, man, and a few days later, we was like, wait a minute, we may be able to do something with that. This way we can have our own event center that right. you decorate in, you know, so we can rent that out. So we got, we cover everything. And then the idea of a restaurant and a lounge is something that's needed in our city, man. So that in our community period, the type of entertainment stuff we're going to be doing is nowhere around here, not even in West Michigan. Um, right. So it was so it was needed, man. So it all came together, man, like a, like a perfect storm, man. And it's uh, been a lot tougher than I thought it was going to be. I thought, okay, I got this idea, I'm able to go open this up, and here we are. Right. You know, you know, a year and a half, two years later, and it's still not open. Still not open. So I know people are like, oh, ain't nothing. He ain't doing nothing. It's still, we're still <laughs> going, man. So let me tell you, man, it started off as maybe a $150,000 project, man. The cat came in there, walked around, like, yeah, I can do this for $150,000, right? Yeah. So I get some contractors in there. 
um, I get some engineers in there, and 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 that price start going up, man. So 150, I was like, I can do that out of my pocket, not you know, not bragging nothing, but that's money I could just pull from my pocket and did that project, right? Man. So right now it's 834 thousand dollar project. You know, saying so I don't oh, have that type of money in the God, bank, uh, and even if I did, man, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. So to do it right, to do Ooh. it right, you know, we're gonna do it right, man. I'm not just gonna throw something up just to have, you know have a spot. We gonna I, make sure I feel right, you, man. but yeah, that's. For sure. That's like a rookie contract off the NBA, coach. Yeah, like, yeah man, it's an investment, saying? though. You know what I'm saying? It's an investment. I'm going to get it back. I'm going to make sure <laughs> yeah. that thing's successful. That's my motivation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. Motiv I'm motivated with you now. I'm not even, ooh, snap. Yeah, man. So, so even if I had that type of money in the bank waiting liquid to use, yeah. man, I wouldn't have done it like that. I mean, was, why would I put that kind of money into it, man? Right, out of, of my pocket. Because I still got a business to run. I still got a family to take care of. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't do it even if I had that. So it was loans, it was grants, and you know, and dealing with the city is a bunch of red tape with that. So, so it's taking a little longer than I thought about. I never stopped working. It's not a day that went past that I didn't do something towards brown sugar. So people may not see anything mm -hmm. happening right now, but yeah. believe me, things things are going on. A lot is going on, and we're really, really close um, to to knocking some bricks down, man. So that's what's sure. up. Because I was wondering about that too. Because I'm like, man, brown sugar just sound like. Oh my God! What's the movie? Uh, like Harlem Night. Uh, I think about life. You know the Boom Boom Room. Remember the scene? Yeah, the sure, Boom for Boom sure, Room. For sure. Yeah, that you know that was like man, that'd be dope, bro. I it's definitely, it's definitely gonna be a vibe, man. A vibe that's needed on the lake, man. It's like we two hundred feet from the water, man. You know what I'm saying? So we we gotta take advantage of that in Michigan, man. So yeah, yeah. of course. Plus the view. Oh man, yeah. the view would be yeah. perfect, man. With a see, I've got got my attention, y'all. With my shot glass, got my cigar on the other hand. I'm sitting back Absolutely. watching on the deck. <laughs> that's the move, man. Little jazz playing in the background. Yeah. That's definitely, that's definitely the vibe. That's definitely I the love vibe. it. I love it. And so what, what what will be your expectations of when this probably going to set sail? Um, we've set a date of Memorial Day uh, weekend of 2024. Um, so, so that's the goal. So we're probably gonna start some work probably about October, November. So work through the winter. Um, okay. And by the time okay. by the time spring break, you come down by morning lake, you're gonna be like, whoa, you know what I'm <laughs> that happened down here. Yeah, yeah. for sure, man. So so the goal is uh I was gonna do Juneteenth, but I think we need to open up a little bit before that just to get everything, work off the kinks or whatever. So by the time Juneteenth rolls around, everything is running, running smoothly. So yeah, Memorial Day weekend of 2024 is the goal. So if I, what Ah oh, man, that's so much. I want to know. Nah, ooh, shoot. <laughs> all right, all right. Let me go back. I might be bouncing back and forth, y'all. Okay, that's fine. Right. That's fine, bro. That's with, fine. With short, well, okay, I'm going back to Shoreline. With Shoreline, um, how how is that work? Like, what is the process? I'm a newcomer coming in. I don't have. A, I'm looking for income. You know, I'm fresh out of high school, maybe, and I'm okay. trying to figure out where I fit in. What what mm -hmm. what can Shoreline do for me? You know, as a um, person. Yeah. We find employment for, from people from 17 to, to 80 and 90 if you want to work. You know what I'm saying? But wow, to get 17? started. <laughs> yeah, 17. Oh, man. I need yeah. to, I got some people I need to send to you. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, man. They got, me, they got me ready to work, though. <laughs> <You know what's laughs> right. So so registration is the key point, man. It's the thing. Is the, th the step that gets things started. So you can do that online. Just get registered. Get the information to us. There's a two-step process because then there's an onboarding process after you, after you get registered. You know, to get okay. you, you know, your W-2s and stuff and get all that set up. Um, but after that, we, we bring you in and have a conversation with you, see what you want, what's your strength, what's your strength and weaknesses. Um, 
what the shoreline do for you? What are you looking for when you came to come to us? We want to know that. What are your What are your expectations? Right. So we have conversations with people, man, to see what be the best fit. Um, our model is right candidate, right position. So we're not going to just put anybody in a spot just because we have an opening there. You got to be culturally, you know, got to have the experience. You got to be fit for that culture. We don't want to send somebody into the wrong situation. Right. Set them right. up for failure from the beginning, man. So we want to make sure that's a good spot for you and the company, you know? That's, that's what's up. Have you had um, any setbacks? As a, yeah, as, a, as a staffing agency, like yes, yeah, like, so of course I had said I said because I'm, I mean I never did staffing before, 